0: Welcome to the Oh Dear podcast. This is your lovely host Nicholas Joseph Whitmer. That's right. I gave you all three of my names, so now you know way too much about me. Nikki Joe, hey, <laughs> Nikki Joe.
1: Today we are joined no. by. My... If Whitmer was raised in Brooklyn, New York, he would totally would have been a Nikki Joe. <laughs> Nikki Joe. Uh, no, that's like a
0: that's like a, a diner. Someone who grew up in a diner in like Kansas. Sorry, not Kansas. You're Nikki from Kansas. Jo. Something like you know, like if my, my name furry. was Nikki Joe, my mom would be named Dottie. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nikki <laughs> and Joe. My grand- and my grandmother would be named Bernice, <laughs> 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 and we would all smoke a lot of cigarettes. I <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm joined, of course, by Brett Raybold and Christian Duran.
2: Hey. How you doing, everybody? I wish in that scenario you'd be like going to work, and be like, mom, can I grab one of your cigarettes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, you can't. Don't call to drive you
0: to work. I can't. I got a double today.
1: <laughs> you have like a loving but always contentious relationship with your mother. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: There's always, she's always asking you for something small that you don't want to do. Can you, can you scrape the ice off my windshield? Oh, I got to go to work it only takes about two seconds
0: it would be more like they'd be just odd jobs because of our lifestyle would be weird it's like can you go feed the hens and you're like what
2: i'm gonna steal a simpsons joke but it's like can you go to can you drive me to the library i want to rent up some movies
3: Here's the thing.
0: That is true. When I was like, um, I forget, maybe I was in like tenth grade or something, and uh we decided, me and my brother, to just join the library in town. Mm-hmm. And we walked in, and there was like all these DVDs, and we we're like, is that, <laughs> "This is just like a blockbuster." Then, <laughs> like, you just rent a movie. Like that's like when most of their business was just chalking out DVDs to rent. Right. It was pretty funny.
2: In the early two thousands, I um. I got like a DVD burner and the library account when I was going to like film school. If I needed to watch a movie, I would just go to the library and then just burn it and had just a huge, um, binder of like DVDs of burnt <laughs> DVDs. That's DVD. so
3: funny
0: that that was like a thing when I, DVDs were still a thing. When I moved to New York, one of like, I moved here. And I I packed like two or like three bags. So basically I had to pack my whole life of anything that I wanted to keep (laughs) in three bags. And I remember one of the things I brought was one of those uh, CD binders filled with my DVDs. Because I was like, come on, dude. I'm not going to leave my DVDs at home. Like, I need these, dude. No, man. I got to have
1: big fish on (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because when I moved, me and Sarah moved in together for the first time. I consciously left my DVD binder at my old roommate. I was like, he probably wants these. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I can't, I'm not taking these with me. I can't for the life of me, throw them in the garbage, but I'm not going to take them with me either. Uh, I had a
2: huge collection. And when I moved to New York, um, mm-hmm. I just asked my friend, Nick, I was like, Hey, do you want these? It was like, like five shelves of movies. I was like, do you just want these? Cause I can't take them. And I don't feel like selling them. He's like, yeah. All right. So <laughs> they're either in a goodwill now or <laughs> it's, still it's right. kind of
1: great though cuz you got to get rid of them without any like guilt of throwing shit out <laughs> yeah that was a thing we did very
0: briefly during, like, the DVD boom was, like, I in my room, at, you know, as a teenager, I had, like, one of those CD towers with all my favorite CDs, and then I had a little, like, almost like a bookshelf for my DVDs, and I and I was, like, proud of my music and movie collections that I would have, like, on display in my room, and it just seems so funny to have a
1: DVD on display now, anyway. Well, I mean, it well, it's kind of a sad thing that, like, You know, music is like the one thing that it was kind of good that people like bought and consumed in that way. Because I think there's a lot of value to like physically owning the music feel. It does feel like a representation of your personality and like your identity.
0: In a way, I guess. But for me, it's the practicality of having to own music now is such a pain. Yeah, like Spotify, something happened like I saw a news thing uh, pop up on my screen the other day and it said like Spotify says that like, you know, or maybe it was Apple, like when you buy the music or whatever, you don't technically own it or something. But I'm like, what does own mean anymore? You, You know what I mean? Like if I have it on my computer and my phone and I always have it on my computer and phone, no matter what happens then I own it like I don't need to have the rights to it you know what I mean like I just need to be able to listen to it when I want to listen to it and it seems like it is somewhat worrisome especially Brett you might be able to talk about this because you just uh, you had an option to sell your special mm-hmm. to um one of the uh distributors and you decided not to all. To, to, to own it um and as an artist you do want to own your own stuff but as like a consumer it's not as important anymore to own and you know you don't need to own a dvd you don't need to own you know season seven of seinfeld you know know what i thought you don't don't, don't need to buy you know what i mean it's just like you don't need to own it like it's very important for us to have to own our stuff but that's like for the rest of the world it doesn't really
1: apply it's like you know when you walk through a walmart they still have like the dvd section and you just look at it and you're like, is that, are there, are you moving any products like, or, or is that just there? Cause you got to have something there. Like <laughs> it can't, it can't just be like an empty 40 foot area. Cause that would look weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, they, they, what sales is happening? But is there then a bug. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you go.
2: The thing that bugs me is like, remember like the DVDs, like when Blu-rays first came out, they were each forty dollars, even yeah. for fucking like, <laughs> even for like Dunstan checks in or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now like, there's Dunstan like a, checks in was one of the first Blu-rays they made. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, we got to get this in high def. Come on, remastered. <laughs> like, they painstakingly <laughs> <came> went
2: <laughs> frame by frame and cleaned up all the <laughs> scratches. <laughs> um, but yeah. now like, there's there's the Blu-ray bin. Like the DVD bins when I used to go to like Best Buy and stuff, they're like the yeah. 3.99 bin of like freaking like Tango and Cash. Now there's the Blu-ray bin and it kind of upsets me because I remember wanting Blu-rays but not I was like, man, they're way too expensive. And now I don't even buy either DVDs
1: or Blu-rays. Wow, game. man.
0: It's that was like a thing, by the way, like when I was between the ages of like 18 and like 22 or or 23, one of the things I would do, like you'd get your paycheck and you'd go to like Walmart or Best Buy, and then you would go to those bargain sections and be like, oh, dude, this movie's only $4, fucking sick. And then you would buy it. And like that, that would be how you like honed your collection. You'd find like some classic movie for like $3 and you'd be like, hell yeah, dude. You know,
1: you know what, how, you know, no one wants like Blu-rays or DVDs anymore. Because the DVD, like the Blu-rays in the bin are now good. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. There. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like great bonus, movies, like good ones. all the presidents, man. I yeah, know.
0: dude, you could get classics, man. That's what's so crazy. It's not like you'd go to the bin and it would be a, a bunch of Dunstan checks Jacksons. It would be like
2: it would be like would, it would be good movies. It would always be like one Adam Sandler movie that you want, and then another that you don't. So it'd be like wrapped together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Billy Madison <laughs> and Going Overboard. It's like well,
3: <laughs> come
0: on. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah that that's uh that's you know it's crazy um how much the world has changed, and you know they say like techn- technology grows exponentially, and i think like somewhat true of, of industry in a way like my first job was at a circuit city which yeah. do not exist anymore you know? <laughs> like it's pretty crazy that i worked at a circuit city for all through senior year of high school yeah. and, and now wow. they're just they're just obsolete and then the few best buys you see anymore they're just fucking ghost towns you just wonder how like they even make it that's like, the who a best buy that's to the buy thing. A
1: TV? Uh, Yeah, I like that's what's kind of interesting about like how Amazon is just all business now, because like it used to be like about roughly like eight, 10 years ago, the whole thing was like, you know, support mom and shop pop shops. Now when I shop at like Best Buy, I feel like, oh, I'm doing good for the community. Like yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I'm yeah. at Kohl's and I'm like, this is like good that I'm shopping here. Like, yeah. But yeah.
2: It, it's like become the thing where it's like Barnes and Noble is or used to be for me, where like yeah. Best Buy Now is like an Amazon showroom. <laughs> like I just go there to like <laughs> take pictures of the things I want and then go on Amazon and get them later. When I, was in,
0: when I was working at Circus City in high school, I had a crush on this girl, uh, mm-hmm. and she told me that her dad was uh, trying to buy a TV, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I can get you a discount, you know, like, trying oh, to like, oh, yes. and she was like, she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I don't know, maybe I can talk to my manager, see if I can get a discount, and then, like, I went to work, and I was just kind of asking around about discounts, and they're like, yeah, it's for family only, if you have a family, you know, member come." So I totally was like, all right, I'm going to tell her that I can get her the discount. And then I'm just going to tell them that this guy is like my uncle or something like
3: that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you do it? <laughs> yeah, I totally did. I it, it did not pay. The only, this is how it, this is how it paid off though. So, I went in I was like, no, you know, it was even creepier. I told them that he was my stepdad, <laughs> which is weird that that meant that I wanted to, if I ever did hook up with her, if someone at work saw me with her, they'd be like, oh, that guy's dating his sister. His stepsister. Stepsister, what, sister, this is, step. What, is this not that? Like, there's a lot of, I would be, the first like there's a lot of porn hub about that
1: i think (laughs) Um, in your area people have been like well good for them (laughs) (laughs) so i
0: i uh, hooked them up with a with a good discount on a tv and this was right around the super bowl time so and i'm a big steelers fan and this is the year the steelers made the super bowl so as like uh an appreciation i guess he let me come uh to their house with like there was they had a big party with a bunch of like People from my school or whatever, but I got to sit like right in front of the TV and like the best chair, so I guess it was worth it. To an and, extent, she, but, and she
2: and she went to her her boyfriend's Super Bowl party. Yeah, yeah.
0: she <laughs> she uh she my Dick in the basement while I was watching this this stupid football game.
1: <laughs> I just love the idea of you ex like you 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 know used your like. Capital from your job, and I I would love your you know one of your your mom was like oh we should get a new TV. Uh, <laughs> you think you can get us a discount? And you go to your boss, and he's like no no, you already used your one family discount. <laughs> uh, amazing, that is hilarious. I'm I'm laughing at wit you working at a Circuit City because like of all people to be around technology for, you know, eight, nine hours a day. How was that, yeah. man?
0: It, it was a simpler time when technology was just CDs and DVDs and fucking camera phones and shit like that. Like it was uh, not a frustrating time,
2: unlike today. Mm. I remember when I was in like sophomore year, my dream job was to like work at Best Buy.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, that was the thing. When I got
0: the job at Circuit City, I was like, dude, this is fucking sick, dude. I work at Circuit City.
2: And then I had, a, I had an interview there so I was driving and I was like, I wasn't late, but I was like, I, w- I was really close to it. And then uh, it was really uh, rainy and I was coming from class. So I was driving over to the Best Buy and it was rainy and I got into an accident. So I was like oh, outside of the Best Buy mm. in an accident, fucked up my car. The other person's car was fine. And, uh, and then I came in like soaking wet with a fucked up car and they were like, you know, you're late. That's not a good impression for you. It's this interview. And, uh, I don't remember if I even got the job, but I couldn't, it, for whatever reason, I couldn't take the job, even if they hired me.
1: Christian has an open head wound.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I really want to work here. This is my dream, man. <laughs> Please give me a shot. He's, you're yanking his, like, to coat. Dude, that
2: accident fucked up my car so bad. Like, it fucked up the hood so bad that, uh, the, the hook for the hood wouldn't yeah. shut. So there was like, so I had to like use a bungee cord to keep it closed. So if I was on the highway, and this happened more than once, I'd be on the highway and driving like (laughs) 60 or 70, and the hood would go up and hit the chill, hey, and i couldn't fuck. see anything dude it was exactly out of tommy boy like three Jesus times christ so what did you do you just you just drive and, and go down? fuck 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 fuck, <laughs> fuck and then you try to get off uh you try to like get on the, the side of the road as fast as you can and God, while, while everybody's driving by looking at you like holy shit <laughs> that is so <laughs> fucking dangerous it's like one of the scariest things ever but it actually like gave me steel nerves so now now, anytime there's like almost an accident, I just go like, "It's all right, we're fine." They're like, "Yeah, the fucking hood's not absolutely No, yeah, <laughs> but it did give me like, I do have like, like it, I'll look at the hood on like cars. It's like obviously secure, like rental cars. But like if I see the hood flapping up a little bit, I'm like, "All right, let, let me stop and check."
0: It's crazy because you grew up in Florida and there's nothing like Florida about Christian, but some yeah. of his stories
1: is like Florida
0: man <laughs> driving down the road, <laughs> fucking nerd flips up, and you're like,
1: Dear God. <laughs> you're in the far left lane, you got to get over five I know.
0: lanes. And then you drove a fucking Astro van with a suspended I, license and I, got arrested. I
2: drove a 16 passenger van with a suspended license. <laughs> and on the front, my friend Brian put like these like decals on that says trust, but they're back. Backwards so that when you look if someone's in front of you from the rear view mirror it says like forward it says trust dude the man. <laughs> um. and it had the craziest thing about that it has so much this is why i live in new york because i hate cars so much because i had mm. so much car trouble but um uh it would uh it had two gas tanks but yeah. one of the gas tanks the gauges didn't work so you could switch over like one would both could be full but like if one the one gauge that works you'd switch it over to the one that doesn't work yeah that you would never know how much gas you have. <laughs> so there's God like a couple damn it. there's a couple times that i was like fuck i gotta get to a gas station let me and then i'll just run out of gas oh, and man. Uh, i'll be on the side of the road and i had to walk to the nearest exit to like get my gas can out of the back of the jesus dude <laughs> I mean, the worst that. car luck ever
3: I, I, <laughs> but oh, then there man. was like
2: there was one time where I was like walking and I guess somebody saw that the van was like broken down or whatever. And I'm walking with my gas can and someone was like, Hey man, you need a ride to the gas station? I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, get in. So I got in the back. And then once I got in the back, it was like a van, like a small like work van. And once I got in the back, I'm like, these guys could definitely kill me. Like I shouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten <laughs> this thing at all. This is We're in Florida, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah. The Gas station is like, like- Three hundred yards up,
0: you're like it's not even far anymore. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you're not white. We got one. (laughs) We got one. You You know.
1: It, I, I've never realized this, and it's just dawning on me that of the three members of this podcast, Christian is the most white trash. <laughs> I can't believe this epiphany is hitting me. All now, these years, conventional wisdom—yeah,
2: I could never wrote a wife beater and, <laughs> and sandals.
1: <laughs> no, but that's—I I like picturing you putting on the wife trash. beater for safety, so yeah. like, so like no one would fuck with you because they're like, "All right, he's cool." <laughs> White beater, gold
2: chain, basketball shorts, and sandals with socks. That's oh the fucking God, dude. That's the Florida. Don't fuck with me, look. I just <laughs> like, <died.
1: "Stop laughs> that guy.
0: You can't. Don't forget, like the basketball jersey of like, it's not a retro jersey because it's not of somebody important, but it's just an old jersey that you got for two dollars. <laughs> it's like a Mitch Richmond Washington <laughs> Wizards jersey, and you're like, what does this guy really love, Mitch Richmond, or did? Nope, he just, nope, it was just $2. That was the, the only movie. thing he can afford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing when you go to a casino, it's so funny. You watch, like, sometimes in New York, there's a couple of casinos nearby in, like, Connecticut, and I think there's one in Long Island, but you'll see the commercials on TV every now and then when there's, like, a local commercial, and they show, like, uh, the casino, and they show, like, like like a fucking oceans 11 type of you know people wearing suits walking around with cocktails i'm like dude if you go to a casino it's all people like that like you just said basketball shorts basketball jerseys socks with slides big chains backwards hats always a white dude tattoos all over his arm like casinos are so trashy dude every casino is like a kmart like People act like they're fucking bougie and fun, but they're just trash.
2: We had that exact. <laughs> I probably talked about it before. We had that exact same um, experience. Like we went to Mohegan Sun to oh, go geez. see. We went to go see Chris Rock, and then we were like, "Fuck it, we'll make a weekend of it. Go to the casino and do all the things." So Natasha and I get all dressed up, and we start walking around the casino because our vision of it was Ocean's Eleven, like El, yeah, El, Las Vegas baby, like have some clash, <laughs> yeah, some clays. So we walk in there and it's all oxygen tanks and just fucking old old Chinese people smoking and stuff. (laughs) Rascals, yeah, a lot of rascals, and um, yeah, it was it's depressing. And then the thing with Mohegan Sun, especially, is that there's nothing to do. It's in Uncasville, Connecticut, so there's nothing else to do in that town. So like it was Friday night, I think we were getting out of the show, and. It's just all the teenagers. That's what they're doing for that night. They get dressed up. Some of them are like 16 and pregnant and they just go to the casino to fucking hang out on Saturday night or Friday yeah, night. Yeah, it's
0: trashy, man. I, I went to Atlantic City. So me and Sarah, it, it's kind of a funny story. So I was looking there, I was like, hey babe, you, she's never been to Atlantic City. So I was like, we well, should go to Atlantic City, it'd be fun. So there's a thing called Priceline uh, that has these deals where they tell you, they won't tell you the exact location of your hotel, but they'll tell you the price of it and they'll tell you like the general vicinity of where it was. So I didn't realize that when you clicked on it, it meant that you were basically, you had to buy it like once you got to a certain part. So I was just scrolling through saying, Hey, maybe we'll go to Atlantic city. So I just looked during like Valentine's day weekend and I wasn't going to buy it. I was just going to see how much it cost, And I ended up clicking a button too many and they were like, all right, you're officially booked. And we stayed at the, uh, the Miss America themed hotel <laughs> like, that was like a mi- almost a mile away from the strip, uh, the Sheridan. And we went on Valentine's Day and like we had to take a bus to get there because we didn't have a car at that time. And uh, it was really early on in our relationship, actually. And we went to Atlantic City, we took a bus, and you get on the bus, it's just a bunch of people who have tall boys. <laughs> like some their beers to drink on the way there or it's like really, really old people. Yeah. And you get on the bus, you go there, we get off at like the Atlantic City bus terminal is is exactly what you would picture it to be. Like I remember us getting out of the bus and the first thing on the ground was literally a used needle that I had to kick, like, kick out of the way. <laughs> and we had to walk to our shitty hotel. It was the coldest weekend on record. It was like
1: minus 20 with the wind chill. <laughs> I like picturing you kicking the needle and another passenger who was also getting out I was like, "What are you doing? That's still okay. good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's still some left, dude. We need to go.
0: <laughs> The fuck, man! <laughs> and we go into the casinos, and it's literally just old people with oxygen shanks, smoking cigarettes, literally throwing away their retirement. Like I saw a woman get off of work. She could just got off of work. She, she, it was a Friday. She just got her payday and she comes in and she opens up one of those like little envelopes that you get, you used to get when you go to the bank and they gave you cash and they put yeah. the cash in the envelope.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Um, that's another thing that no one does anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so she had a little envelope of cash that she just got from her payday. She opens it up, she takes out like a wad of cash and she just puts it all on the roulette table, gets her chips and then I, I'm i playing roulette too and I'm just throwing like, I'm literally throwing in maybe a dollar a hand and I just watched this woman just burn through all of her paycheck and then she just, just goes... Uh, and gets up it's like Jesus this is the darkest place I've ever fucking been there's nothing fun about this it's just a woman alone on a valentine's day weekend gambling her paycheck away not even playing for a
1: long amount of time
0: (laughs) yeah just
1: Just making
0: stupid wagers like I like even the fucking dealer was like are you sure (laughs) you sure you want
3: to do that dude
0: See, that's why
2: I always think uh go to any casino oh, and you'll understand why Trump won. Because, oh, yeah, man. But um yeah, one time Natasha told me she was at a casino in either Vegas or like Atlantic City, one of those places, but she said she got in the elevator and there was a couple crying. They're like, We just lost our mortgage. Oh and my like, god. Ah, Jesus. So um but I always go, like, maybe they were grifters, maybe they were like con men just being like, Oh, we just lost our mortgage and some that does sound like that noble guy just goes, "Hey, here's a couple of bucks." Oh, thank you, dear sir. <laughs> but maybe that's just because kind I'm of cynical.
0: No, I mean that sounds right. Like if you know, normal people, I feel like if they lost their mortgage, they wouldn't just be telling random strangers that on the elevator. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. definitely like a con. Which, by the way, is something that also would happen at a casino. Yeah, <laughs> Dr- drifters come in and they're like, "Oh,
1: here, what's the con today?" Let's, you know. I I've been conned once before in my life. I I still think about it, and I so, you know why? Because I consider myself you know a bit of a diet con man. So, uh no, I I don't know if it was a con, but it's a similar thing where someone said a sob story and I gave in, and I never give in. Yeah, I was, at, I was I was at a concert. It was an Arcade Fire concert. Wit's already checked out of the story because it's a band. I like. <laughs> but, a
2: weird place for a con to go on. Anyway, well, this is
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wit boots me from the podcast. Meet <laughs> you. Uh, no, I was at a concert, and uh, it was a free show. It was amazing. Anyway, at the end of the show, I love getting set lists. I like collect them. Um, any concert I can kind of try and get one. So. Fortunately, I got one. I'm walking out. I'm ecstatic. It was one of the best shows I'd ever seen, and it was free because it was just like, they were like, hey, we want our fans to come enter in the lottery. You, and, uh, yeah, so best one of the best shows I've ever seen, and this woman comes up to me around my, like Little Army, and she goes, oh, my God, is that the set list? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, my God, okay, my mom is the biggest fan of Arcade Fire, and she's dying of cancer. Um. Oh, do, my God. Do you think I could... Can I can I have that? And I said, uh, uh fine. And then I gave it away and I still think about losing that set list, man.
2: Oh, I thought she was. How (laughs) do you know
0: she was con? Did she go sucker (laughs) sucker, (laughs) and run away? (laughs) No,
1: I just think think I got con. I think I got con. I think as soon as she left with her friend, she's like that fucking idiot. Yeah, but there's also there's no woman in her like 60s who likes arcade. No, she was was definitely
0: fucking con, dude. No, she was (laughs) thirty. Ish. she was 30 in her she had cancer actually and
1: mom and 30 No, to hurt her feelings she was in her mid-40s <laughs> 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 in case she's listening uh wait we go ahead sorry no, the, so,
2: the daughter was in her mid-40s
1: I, the chick who took it was like my mom is in the hospital with cancer can i how cell? old was
2: she how old she look
1: i remember she looked like a little older than me okay i um, don't know
2: about that i i think that's I think it's a lot of bullshit. You should have just
1: been like, why am I going to give it to someone who's
0: just going to die soon anyway? Like, it's for having it. Exactly. I know. I'm going to live, a- live for
2: much longer. I'm going to keep it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a set list. Like, it's just a piece of paper with their set. Like, you can just write one. You know what I
0: mean? No, Just yeah. give her yeah. that. Yeah, she's, her- a, she's riddled with cancer. She won't know the difference. <laughs> Just
2: give her the back of the CD. <laughs> like exactly. Yeah, they played it in order this week, <laughs> yeah. <you> idiots. Are- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got um, – I'm trying to think of like one. Oh, yeah, there's one where I went to like some New Year's Eve party mm. at a place and uh, they are like, throw in your business card to win a free cruise. So I just like threw it in and then I got a call like two weeks later, like you just want a free cruise. And I was like, Oh, awesome cool. Just send us your information. i send my information. They're like, all right, cool. So to secure your place on the cruise, send us 200 bucks. (laughs) I was like, all right, that sounds about reasonable. (laughs) And I took the money out of my account and I think I had like $30 left, but I was Uh, like, I'll spend that 30 on the cruise (laughs) and I'll save 30 for the cruise. And then they never called me back
0: oh no damn that's the, that's the one benefit of growing up with a doomsday prepping dad is that you will never fall for anything ever again <laughs> no, <really. laughs> like to a, to a, to a fault like literally when corona started taking off i was like this would be over in two weeks come on <laughs> like yeah. i don't believe anything <laughs> like that's the like i don't think anything that is seen as like a devastating possible post-apocalyptic anything like that conspiracy is i'm just automatically out on i'm like this is
2: dumb i'm I'm out you know what's weird i'm actually the i was thinking about this the other day because i was like i'm my instinct is to go conspiracy because like when i when i first heard about covid and everything we're getting locked up and stuff i was like thinking of all the conspiracy theory angles on it
3: Mm -hmm. like i was
2: like oh this is obviously just to get us in our houses and then control us through a vaccine that we all get and then we can if you don't have the vaccine then you're fucking undesirable and you're not allowed to go out of the house and you can't make money and then we put you in prison for not having the vaccine but then you go like it takes like two minutes to just go that's not what's happening yeah. <laughs> it's not that crazy
0: well it's like it doesn't hold up under like any amount of scrutiny like if you really dive into all of those things uh nothing holds up it's it's I think, like, I, you know what annoys me so much about conspiracy theorists is, like, like my dad is a conspiracy theorist, and he told my brother um, a couple of days ago that, um, like, the, the, he says things like, I'm hearing I'm hearing that uh, there were actually 2 million votes that were casted for Trump that switched to Biden. And what happened was is the Democrats got caught cheating, and um, they're going to switch the votes around, and they're going to overturn the, the election, and they're going to give it to Trump, but they can't do it right now because – Then the Democrats would burn all the cities down and a civil war would start. So they're going to like wait a little bit and like try to find the best time to announce it. And I'm like, don't act like you're getting special intelligence briefings that the rest of us are like that's what annoys me like just because you read something on obama is a muslim.net doesn't mean that you are privy to this special information that it's like how would none of these people realize that like is there even a remote possibility that you're being manipulated just just consider for just a second and i feel like it would open up your eyes and you'd be like oh fuck yeah that's an I'm definitely being
1: manipulated. As we talk talk about, I watched a six minute, like mini doc about people who are protesting the election results saying it's a steal, you know, it's a steal. And the reporter, like, asked him a question and the person literally said, well, that's the thing. People, you got to always question everything. Like, people will believe anything they read online these days as the person is pushing yeah. forth that like yeah the election was outright stolen stolen
2: yeah it doesn't help when the guy is uh fucking pushing that narrative the trump is like pushing that narrative. i i heard somebody say the other day i was like i bet you he fucking like on the way out of the white house he just s- pretends to slip and then tries to sue biden <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is perfect dude yeah i or he's on their way out he's just gonna steal like the yeah. lincoln painting or something he's like <laughs> he's gonna do something that makes him go yeah because he has to get the last word in and and this is the thing that like i don't i i've always understood i've always understood people hating liberals and that their their hatred for liberals making them vote republican i i've always been able to empathize with that situation always but like like not just me but other people have been saying this like this dude isn't going to leave if he loses this guy this is the risk of putting in a crazy egomaniac in the office is like he's not going to leave he's just not going to and he's never going to concede the election biden will take over and he will be still acting as if he's president He'll be in Mar-a-Lago. He'll start his own news network. It's like this isn't this isn't over by any means. This is just starting, and we're st- like Trump is going to like be, even be more powerful now, and mm-hmm. it's going to like it's it's just it's just terrible. This guy's the worst person uh, in, like in the country. I really think that.
1: Yeah, when when <laughs> you like factor in like power someone has into just- yeah
0: influence over fucking idiots, like I, I just I just hate how easily led and then we have the internet which is the worst we really the worst thing that ever happened to us it, like in all the good ways how it connects people and all the good things i think it's like if you objectively look at it it does way more bad than it does good like the, the stories that you hear of like, oh, I connected with my, you know, my mom lost cousin and we Facebook and the great and the other. And then, you know, somebody went missing and they, they put a tweet out and we geotracked and we found them. All of those stories are minuscule compared to like just look at your grandma's Facebook and just look at the fucking disinformation that they eat up and how it's just causing utter chaos in the country and in the world. It's like not worth it. Like it's the worst thing that ever happened to us.
1: I think it's because it gives, uh, it's like, I'm, you're like meaner to people who are driving right. a car when you're in a car because yeah. there's that, there's like oh, that separation. So you could be like, fuck you, you fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and it's, the internet is an even more like separated version of that. So, you know, people can just be their worst selves.
2: Yeah. We, there's really no, yeah. it's There's just no face to face, um community or contact with so that it's all gets very like, you know, you get, uh, separated from the humanity of what you're actually doing to people.
1: Yeah. Like, we're not even recording this, like, you know, to get yeah, live anymore, <laughs> which is why I want to say like, fuck you, wit, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come <Fucking>. find me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate but, you, dude.
0: But, uh, I know, like something that, um, was sent to one of my brothers, um, And it's like a meme and it says, how can you tell the truth is being told when Facebook blocks it, when Twitter deletes it, Google hides it, YouTube bans it, your government forbids it, and the media brands it as a conspiracy theory. And I'm like... This is literally turning into a religion for these people. Bro, this, basically just says, this basically just says, if you have information, if you have evidence that contradicts what I think, these are the reasons why I don't believe it. Because if the media reports it, it's a lie. If Facebook does this, it's a lie. And so it's like it's become dogma. It's like a religious person. You're like, hey, you know, prove God is real. I don't have to because I just know. Yeah.
3: It's
0: like, okay, so like – that, you know whatever but yeah. th- that's how this is going on with people getting these no, intelligence briefings they think that they're special to
1: but it is it's dogma on both sides like they're <laughs> the liberals have their own forms where it's like you know orthodoxy to them i mean speaking honestly my ex-girlfriend uh you know told me flat out like you know basically your parents are bad people because they voted for trump and like you know when i was in the rose-tinted glasses section of love, you almost, like, I almost, like, argue that point of view, like, I need to argue against it. And and then only upon reflection, you're like, that's fucking crazy. But I'm all I say is to say, there are anyone who, like, believes you should shun or, like, cast out anyone who doesn't have the same political vote as you, it's just... Fucking stupid. <laughs> well,
0: the 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 thing is, is like if you if you truly love America and you truly want the country to succeed and you want things to get done, you you need the seventy million people who voted for Trump to get that done. You're not you can't just uh, drag them kicking and screaming into your view of what progress is, and then put your you know what you want done and your policy done because then we're just going to be playing ping pong between four years of this guy, four years of that guy. And it's just going to be like, you know, policy's done, policy's undone, policy's done, policy's undone. And it's never going to get any better. Yeah. So like, yeah. like, these people who are like, fuck Trump supporters, I don't you know, and now that Biden wins, they say we should all come together. Fuck that. I'm not coming together with racists. It's like, okay. Yeah. But Let, let's just be real here—that you know we can't just say all 70 million of those people are racist. Uh, you know, we it just can't. We can't operate that way. Even if it's true, we can't operate. Are that there way.
1: really 70 million? Do you really think there are 70 million white supremacists in America? Like, yeah, do, do you really it. think there's in like <laughs> I don't know, five million white supremacist Cubans? Do you really think that? you know, why did Trump gain among black women? And the only section Trump lost among, this is true, was, yeah. was us heroes. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, and, come on! You know, and, you know, I, you know, I, I was surprised cause I didn't vote for him in 2016 and I had to vote for him in 2020. <laughs> that would be the weirdest flip for like a white guy. But, yeah. uh,
0: well you know a lot of like there's a lot of like white men i make up like one of the major majority groups of the country and i think that a lot you know there's a good portion of those white men who are probably undecided voters who go back and forth and i think a lot of those people said fuck trump this time and they also voted for trump the first time because they thought he had no plausible chance of winning so they're just like fuck it let's just vote for him because not because they really wanted him to be president but because like like fuck Hillary, and you know what? I don't think no one—they're they're giving him a three percent chance to win this thing. So I'm just going to vote a cast a fuck you vote for Trump, and I think it—you know—it ended up being him president for four years, which is you know could cause so much damage in the long run. I think the fact that he you know got to do three goddamn Supreme Court justices in his four years is just so like damaging, and I'm not even like. I'm not even going to operate under the premise that if you're a conservative, you're a bad person. But I just don't trust that the conservative... Like, if it was just a conservative judge, I'd be like, okay, but I feel like he picked, like, Kavanaugh and, and Barrett, who were just, like, extra shitty. You know what I mean? if it was just, like, a fucking normal, boring fucking Republican judge, I'd be like, whatever. He's a fucking old whatever. But, like, no. they just, he just, like, went in that extra shit, you know? It's like, let me
2: get the most anti-abortion people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me get a woman who literally is like the extreme sect of Catholicism that even regular Catholics are like that bitch is crazy let's get her <laughs> yeah. you know and then a frat boy who raped apparently <laughs> like I don't know it just seems like a bunch of
1: whatever malarkey if you yeah. ask me malarkey no Republicans are winners man they know how to win they win they win uh,
2: because I, I I tried to make this point one time I think and I don't know if I did a good job but they win because they don't care about uh, optics yeah <laughs> they, do.
1: they
0: don't care one bit democrats one care
2: bit. so much about optics that they'll never they'll never win because well, like the the situation with barrett perfect example like the republicans when obama tried to do it they were like fuck you you're leaving You you don't get to appoint somebody wait till the new president gets to uh uh come in office before you appoint a supreme court judge then the exact same situation happens with Trump, and they're like, no, we need to get it done before the new president's his goddamn right to do it.
1: But not even the exact same situation. It, votes had already been cast in the election. It was like three weeks before the official election day. Right, yeah, sure. Ruth Bader Ginsburg still had oxygen in her lungs. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, like, it was, Obama's was... 11 months before so because it, mar- it was march it was like a nice spring day bill mar made a
2: great joke he's like she still had food in the, she still had lunch in the uh, refrigerator <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a at, at court <laughs> yeah she planned her next meal no? <laughs> um yeah but you know i i don't know it I just hate the whole situation we're in. I think it sucks. and um,
2: Burn it all down, man.
0: And I, But I really think, too, and I, I don't know if it's just because like I'm a straight white man, man but I really should tr- think about, like, I thought about this in the optics of Trump winning again. Not the optics, just the reality of Trump winning again. And I was thinking, like, well, how would him winning again personally affect my life? Like, how would it personally affect my life other than just the general anxiety of a fucking... Literally, the dumbest human who's ever been pregnant, president being the president. Other than that, what is, you know, and the optic, the anxiety behind that, they're really not not a big deal for for me. And Uh, I think that, like, if you're a woman or a gay guy or, or, I'm going to, I'm
1: going to, and say I actually disagree. The pandemic has fucked America. We are not, I like canceled three and a half months of shows. Make no mistake, a president wouldn't there probably would be some shit no matter what. But Trump you you would have had to cancel those shows regardless. I maybe mean- maybe not, but this has been extended because he's truly incompetent. And I actually think like white guy or not a white guy, I actually got to get in here and say it's made my life worse. Rolling back every cl- piece of climate change regulation. My roommate is an immigrant, like the amount of shit. No, no,
0: yeah, but that's like, climate is like everybody, and your, your your roommate being an immigrant, that's an immigrant issue. I'm talking about like, you know, if you're just going to selfishly look at it as just you and your personal life, like nothing macro, like completely micro. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, I mean, the, the, the pandemic is, is a decent point, I suppose, but I, I really feel, I mean, because like in New York, especially, like Cuomo is the one operating all the, the regulation in New York, so it's not like mm-hmm. Trump's, done anything extra to fuck us over specifically in new york you know in the country he has because you know his lack of uh belief in this thing and the the lack of treatment and things like that has caused people to turn it into a political issue and this that and the other it all sucks But i guess my whole point of it was is i was i was just trying to rationalize if trump wins how and it really just kind of goes to show you that like the levels of society. Cause if you are an immigrant or you are a gay person or you are a woman or, you know, you're a, a minority, then it's like an actual stressful thing.
3: Mm. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? And it really affects your life. And, um, which was, was I, what I found was interesting is that he gained in all the groups and white men of all people were the ones he lost ground in. So it's just, it's just an interesting, uh, situation. Uh, he, yeah, it, it, I, you know i guess because it, the white white men would have the least to lose from him being president again i guess was my point and like that's the the one group of people who significantly dropped off for him
2: it's almost worse than like incompetence because like i was talking to Jordan about this the other day it's like it was like if you listen to that woodward conversation like he knowing he knew exactly what the threat was. He was like, "This is really fucked up. This is really yeah. bad. It, it could be terrible." They're saying this and that. Is like, it, it's so shocking because he, he sounds reasonable, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then his public message of like, "Fuck the masks. Fuck this. Fuck scientists." Is like so insane when you when you when you think about the fact that he obviously like had an awareness of how serious this all was. So his cavalierness is like extra fucked up
0: i feel like he did something like it like what a lot of americans do Mm -hmm. um, in that he basically got the information as we all got information you know and then what we do as a people Mm -hmm. as americans is we try to find the information that we like the most and choose to believe that yeah so he gets his information intelligence briefings and he's like okay this is uh, a legit threat okay let me ask Stephen Miller, like Steve Bannon, uh, you know, to find you, somebody to be like, hey, is, it's come on, uh, it's not that big of a deal. And he's like, all right, that, I'm going to go by that guy because I heard him say it. And Now is, I have plausible liability and now we're just going to proceed with what I want to be true. And when you're the president, you can't operate that way. If you're just a fucking idiot living in the middle of the country, it's it, especially in the pandemic, it could be damaging to your community to act that way and not take it seriously for sure. But if you're the president, it's like extra fucked up.
1: Wait, it was like, you know, some uh, scientists like we don't know exactly the amount of threat, but it is a big threat. And uh, Trump was like, hold on one sec. I'm on Obama is a Muslim dot (laughs) net. Man, I don't know, man. But hey, it's uh, it's it's just uh, it's just all it's just all over. It's just nice. It's all over. It was nice, like, I had a conversation with my parents uh, after the election, a few days later. Didn't talk about the election. All we talked about was, like, Tom Petty, and it was really nice to (laughs) go, like, back to a president that doesn't do anything insane anymore.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean...
1: Well, the funny thing is, like, he's, like...
2: uh, Trump's so belligerent that um, he's not getting briefings biden and and harris aren't getting briefings from like yeah. government officials so they they're supposed to get like national security um briefings about stuff but they're not getting them from government officials because trump hasn't um allowed it yet because he's hasn't conceded fully <laughs> so it's like so, which is actually kind of what led to 9 11 in the first place, in that. Oh, like, 100%. I was actually just thinking that. Yeah. In, in, what 2000, happened? in 2000, because the election took so long, George Bush didn't get like real, um, uh, real pertinent briefings that he was supposed to get um, that, you know, uh, dealt with or had, um, what's oh, that? Wow. That had to do with like 9 11 or like an incoming terrorist threat. So he yeah. got all that stuff super late because the election dragged out so long.
0: But he also, it was also a situation too where the intelligence communities at that time were were so competitive with each other that they didn't yeah. share information. So like each one of them had a piece of the puzzle, but they didn't have the whole puzzle. Oh, yeah. um, so it's like they could have stopped it and prevented it easily if they were just not fucking dumb. Uh, About, you know, not egotistical about like one information that they had and they wanted to be the heroes to, you know, with this, that, and the other. Um, I actually went down the whole Edward Snowden rabbit hole recently and like um, about all the shit that he was basically talking about. That was one of the things he said about the intelligence community during 9 11. But that's true. And it it just goes to show you in the first instance, it took until like I think December for them to do the recount in Florida and and find out who the president was going to be. And it ended up being Bush legitimate delay you know um to, to do the recount now there's no legitimate delay but trump won't let biden get intelligence briefings because it just goes to show you once again he actually doesn't give a fuck about the country and what's good for the country he he will his pettiness and him surfing his own fucking needs is way more important to him than anything like he, he would never be like okay this is damaging like he could just go he could come out and say listen i want biden who was the former vice president it's not like it's some weirdo you know maverick type candidate who beat him who can't be trusted with intelligence he's it's obviously not, like it's trump. It. <laughs> it's not like it's trump uh, He could just come out and say, listen, for the good of the country, I want him to get intelligence briefings in case this does turn out to be his presidency. I don't think it's his presidency. I think that, you know, this, that and the other, we're going to we're going to do our due diligence in court to try to figure that out. But in the meantime, but he would never do that. He would never in a million years do that because he's a piece of shit. He's a big piece of shit. I don't understand how anybody can think contrary to that.
1: Let's we can maybe switch gears to a topic we were talking about pre podcast. (laughs) uh and boners does one need (laughs) (laughs) we were talking pre-podcast and it is like how how i don't know how it came up but it was just like how many boners do you really need in your life i mean christian you had a pretty succinct answer how many boners do you how many like boners do you use per year (laughs) like i was saying after
2: 28 you only need like three or four because like the rest' are just like, yeah, the rest'll just get you in trouble, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are just a bummer, <laughs> like you'll just you'll cheat on somebody or you'll do something stupid for dumb reasons, I don't know, I've had quite a bit of my fair share of boners post twenty eight and I've yet to cheat on. Anybody <laughs> Well, I haven't um, either, but it's just, I
0: guess it, it begs the question what the word, if we define the word I need. need. I mean, like, how many do you need? Like, in terms <laughs> of like for your own survival? Uh, you, probably not a bunch, but you know, there's some mental health things to consider.
1: Can I go on the record and maybe drop a bombshell? Uh, yeah. There was one time Christian and I were writing together. And uh, I remember him putting his chair up really close to mine, <laughs> and I, I don't know his hand like kind of touched the, like the interior part of my thigh. <laughs> it's
2: Never happened.
0: <laughs> I gonna say like you can't accidentally touch the inner part of your like, by pushing your chair. Like he could touch the outer part of
1: your thigh,
3: maybe.
0: No, <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> thing, I, I, maybe I don't know. Maybe Christian had a boner and he was. I felt really uncomfortable, so I just want to get that on the record. Right
0: on. It's so funny, like the you guys ever have a situation when you're in school, yeah, and, like high school, and you just get a boner in the middle of class, and you're like, "Oh shit." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, kind of funny. Like, whatever
0: combination of like basketball shorts or whatever you're wearing that had like the fabric, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just so young that you just randomly. I remember I was getting a boner, and it was like. I was really stressed out because I looked up and there was like four minutes until the bell rang and we
1: had to go to next period. And I'm just like, Oh fucking shit. I and it's just like stressful. They could stressful have, time. there could have been a branded, like, you know, short, uh branded pair of like athletic shorts that are like, we have the strongest waistband that will tuck up any boner. It's <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, these are boner-proof, uh, you know, <laughs> basketball shorts that like we, no matter the size, will tamp down a boner like no one else's business. Now that is
2: a commercial. <laughs> Tired of unpredictable and unwanted boners?
1: <laughs> it's oh, the boner man. be gone. <laughs> Try our,
2: our new boner-proof material, and then they show them. <laughs> Like the CGI, like uh, guy's in a lab and like our scientists uh, have developed boner, boner proof material.
1: Yeah. The, the secret is our anti erection electrons. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, oh, damn, I forgot my train of thought about boners.
2: <laughs> yeah, you just get them like intermittently in the day. I don't. My thoughts, like, yeah. Fifth period. fifth period, just randomly. There's
1: like. part of me that like you just get them, no matter where you are. They just happen. Like it yeah. just, it's just on. Oh, all right, now I have an erection. Um, and I went to an all guys Catholic high school. So you got a lot of boners. So I mean there's part of you that's like, I mean, I'm getting a boner. There's only dudes around. Am I gay? <laughs> you're like, you're like, huh, maybe. I don't know, yeah. man. How
0: was that all boy Catholic school? How how many years did you go? Like all through high school, all
1: through high school, it's pretty hot. Um, <laughs> all of me and my siblings all went to all single sex high school education. Really, and, and I, you know, I actually loved going to all guys school because it like kind of it took away the social hierarchy that mm. I think can accompany uh, gendered high schools. Interesting. There's no do? like there's no like competing. For yeah. a chick's attention, or like, it was kind of just a lot of like dudes just being guys, bros hanging out. It was bros hanging out all the time. It was like, I a like, lot of-
2: I don't know. I just feel like that's
0: just weird to me. Like, part of going to school is like socializing children, yeah. and it's like let's just make sure they're never around the <laughs> opposite gender. I feel like that's how like dudes and women become uncomfortable around each other is like having no interactions with each other. Right. Like, did you guys have, I I have a friend of mine who went to a school like that. So he told me that there was like a sister school for where the girls went and then they would do like dances and stuff like that, where they would like, you know, have events and shit. So that's, so you had to like, how did you even know girls? Cause they lived in your town and you had to like, so you just knew them from
1: like your community or whatever. You kind of knew them from like the community and stuff and like just friends, like, you know, in fact, we had one guy school and there were two all chick schools. And uh, God, that would have been so rough, dude. I mean, like, I could not have
0: grown up that way because I grew up on the mountain, and the only girl in, in my age group who oh. lived even near me was this girl named Marcy, who literally shit in my yard one day. <laughs> yeah like like, she was a little like feral monster and she she was just like she was like the golem of our mountain and she just like fucking just showed up in your yard every now and then you're like god marcy's here she just squatted down she she just shows up and she's like hey can i use your bathroom and i was like no (laughs) so she just goes okay and then i'm uh, she i was we're playing like war together or something like all my brothers and like i just remember looking over and uh, marcy just walks into my yard looks left looks right <laughs> and then just drops trout and shits in my yard, and then walks away.
3: And <laughs> like, man, that would that would have had
0: to been my girlfriend or my date to the game. Yeah. yeah, well, there goes so
3: my
2: that's wife. The they went around, so I got to marry her.
1: <laughs> Whitmer's acting like, how did you? I mean, did you even learn to talk to women, motherfucker? You were like homeschooled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't homeschooled. I know. we went to, we went to a school. I'm just saying, if the school I went to was just boys, like it would have been really shitty.
1: No, dude, it was awesome. Um, I and mean, obviously like obviously not learning how to talk to women like that didn't rub off on me you know
2: it is interesting because then it's like what did what's going on in that school it would be funny if it's like a utopia like you guys like you guys are leading the leading all the schools in science and yeah and like research and stuff and they we introduce had, like one girl and you guys turn into like monkeys all of a sudden. yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: it, it. we have like 13 nobel prize winners and. Yeah. <laughs> one woman is allowed to go to the school and immediately lord of the flies <laughs> yeah as well i mean it was i mean there's a lot of camaraderie when it's just guys around it really is a uh,
0: you know i'll tell you what pe yeah. would have been awesome because mm-hmm. that was like the bummer PE when they made the whole class play together and like when you played kickball or uh anything like that they made you go in like boy girl order Mm -hmm. so you couldn't just so it would literally be like no team had the better advantage because it would be you know you would do a kick and you know get on base and then there would be melissa coming up and she just doesn't give a fuck and you're like god this is infuriating We're not gonna win with these fucking bitches not playing kickball the way
1: we want to dude co-ed sports people always it's always about who has the best woman on the team it's because the men kind of neutralize each other yeah, but like the really good like woman soccer player or basketball, like she will just be the mismatch, and you're just like, yo, get Becky the ball because <laughs> yeah,
0: totally, dude. And that's how I like that was my philosophy when I was playing in, in school. There was a girl named Caitlin who was, um, she was just a great so- soccer player and a great basketball player. I'm like, I want her on my team. She'd almost be my first pick by default, just because I like I need the oh, yeah. girl who's good at this shit.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, no, those sports were great. I mean, Jim was awesome because it was like just like he's all guys in like it's a very it was a very like broy sports centric school because it's like 16 year old dudes. So, you know, dodgeball was fucking awesome, man.
2: Do kids have the experience of like being picked last anymore or is that like outlawed now?
1: Oh, that's got to be outlawed. It's there's no done, way right? that's there's no way that's legal.
2: Of, like the idea of like bo- pick boy, girl, boy, girl. <laughs> yeah. But like, is that even a thing now? Because like the idea of being picked last is like something that seems like it would have been done away with in school.
0: It had to have been the gym teacher probably now, like makes the lineup ahead of time and you show up and there's already a team for you. And you're like, okay, yeah. that's the team. And you can't well, announce. Them. Did you, you guys just also have, to- have like randomly, I don't know if it's cause I, w- I went to school in fucking Hickville, but it was the worst part of PE. Mm-hmm. We like for, n- for randomly, for no reason at all, there would just be four weeks of swing dancing. Did you guys have to do that in gym? I didn't think so, dude. It was the weirdest shit. I fucking hated it. It would be like a gym was like the best class because you could go play basketball or go play football. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh now we're doing square dancing. And I'm not even joking. It was fucking square dancing. And I remember one time I it was like I was really shy and I was in like second grade or something and I just didn't want to be there and I didn't want to do it. And um Mm. they literally uh the gym teacher like made you, you know, go get uh pick your partner or whatever. And, uh, I went and, uh, there was no girls left. So he was like, well, you have to dance with Matthew over here. So I just had a fucking dude as my partner and it was so embarrassing.
3: By the way, I think, uh, something happened with the audio here. I'm not sure. Uh, hello,
0: (laughs) they're frozen. Well, um, I guess that's the end of the podcast. I don't know what happens. Uh, but you can follow Brett. He has a special coming out, so make sure you get that. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Go to his YouTube. That's where the special is coming out. Christian Duran Comedy. Uh, go to his website. Uh, and uh, me, I'm just I'm trying to build my YouTube subscribers. So uh, join my YouTube, please. Uh, just look me up, Nick Whitmer. I'm putting out new cooking videos. I have one I'm editing right now. It'll be out by the end of the week. Um, so uh, thanks for listening, guys. Apologizing for this weird delay at the end here. I'm not sure what happened, but Christian and Brett just – just left. So, uh, anyway, we'll see you next week. Love ya. Bye.